I'm Regan Brandt, and this is the Insurance Chatter. What is the insurance industry talking about? What problems are InsurTech solving? What trends are agents, brokers, underwriters, and executives thinking about? Every week, I sit down with a different person from across the insurance industry to discuss what's happening in their niche markets. I want to give you a behind-the-scenes look at risk, technology, data, and culture within one of the most exciting business sectors. Follow along to get pumped and see where the insurance industry is headed. Today, I am sitting down with the co-founder and CEO of K2 Insurance, a specialty MGA broker that is writing nearly $1.4 billion of annual premium. I met Bob nearly 20 years ago when I was attending Gonzaga University and would frequently visit my uncle in San Francisco to watch the Zags dominate the Dons. Bob was my uncle's neighbor, a great guy, a lot of fun, and I was shocked to find out that he was in insurance. It was the first insight I gained that insurance could be fun and it definitely was lucrative. So before we dive in, I'm going to help set the stage and ask him what his plate song would be. It would be uh, On the Road Again. Ah, oh, nice. And, and all it, because I'm on the road again. Hey, again. well, that's, that's kind of changed. I, and, I like know, that song. We'll, we'll get there during the pandemic questions. But before we get there, tell us a little bit about you. You know, your life, family, you know, where are you living at these days? So I'm living here in San Diego, California, married, three kids. One works for nice. K2. Keeping it in insurance. Uh, writing, writing commercial. Well, it was a tough job market. <laughs> number two, uh, my son's at Boulder. And number three, my daughter is a senior looking to where she's going to go, either SMU or USC. So that's that. Uh, I'm here in San Diego, got two dogs. I love to play golf. It's very fitting for work, yeah. the work I do. Uh, I play a lot of golf for insurance. Uh, other than that, that's, that's about it. I love, I love to work, love to grow our company, and uh, love well, to play golf. Well, tell me a little bit. Like, how did you, you know, I no one really gets into insurance. They graduate saying, I'm going to be an insurance agent. I'm going to be a reinsurer. How did you kind of land in insurance originally? I landed in insurance because my college roommate's father was a guy by the name of Ted okay. Blanche. And he, he was the largest shareholder of EW Blanche. So similar, tough job market. I interned there for a year. No, I'm sorry, six, uh, three or four months. Uh, liked it, liked a lot of people. But then I moved on to be a stockbroker. Okay. Did, did that the following summer. And after a summer of cold calling people and never getting to go to any of the meetings, I decided to call back Blanche and they took me back. And I worked there consistently, or on and off as an intern for about two and a half years. And uh, that was my first job out okay. of school. I worked for Blanche in Minnesota, then I moved to San Francisco with and Blanche. And is that where you got, what did so, Blanche do? Was it like reinsurance? Yep, they, they were a reinsurance broker, and they ultimately sold to Benfield, that also ultimately sold okay. to AI. All right, so, so yes. where'd you go after that? Yeah. Is that when you went to Guy? I uh, opened an office for a company called Collins. Uh, I was 27 years old, opened an office trying to get reinsurance BORs. Uh, struggled for a little bit. But ultimately, the snowball started rolling, and, and we grew a nice office in the West Coast. Uh, led me to run sales and service for Collins, and then we sold that to Marsh McLennan and Guy Carpenter in 2009. Okay. So always a reinsurance broker until I went to Carpenter, and uh, great company. Love the folks there. Just not a 55,000 employee yeah. guy. Uh, kind of like a more 
entrepreneurial environment and kind of eat what you kill. And uh, so we decided to form K2, and we did that in 2011. And now you are one of the original K's in K2. You know, oh. it's not actually a ski company. It's actually, you know, a specialty insurance company. Can you give us a little background on your role? Love to. My mentor was Pat Kilkenny, the other K of K2. And really, it was his idea. You know, I just saw a lot of uh, negative things happening in our space. Really, we had some aging principles, no succession. Uh, aging systems and everything's about efficiency these days. And really, it's a mortgage crisis, there are no buyers. And, and so I said all these negative things to Pat, he smiles, let's go yeah. roll them up. And, and that was really the formation of K2, or an MGA acquisition company. And uh, you know, you, you try to name a company, we're not that creative. And so after about two bottles of wine, this is the best we could do. Okay, we're headed into almost year three of this pandemic. You know, for you guys, how's business been in the pandemic? A uh, few things. Everyone, I've had COVID twice. I still travel. I, I travel throughout COVID. You know, they, when they let me in London, I go to London. I go to Mexico. Uh, so anyway, I haven't been slowed down. Company, uh, we did qualify for a large PPP loan. I think about $6 million. We didn't take it. Number one reason, we didn't need it. Uh, our revenue was larger. Our net income was larger. You know, we had our best year ever last year. And this year, you know, we did 1.1 billion of premium. This year we'll do 1.4 maybe. So we'll have our best year this year. So really COVID did not slow us down. It, it made acquisitions or new hires of key personnel yeah. harder. Because usually we like to get to know people, make sure the culture fits, good people. And, and same thing that they like us. And, and we just couldn't do that uh, during COVID. So we slowed down on the acquisition side. We did a few including one or two businesses that you yeah. own part of. So, so happy we could still do that, but uh, really focus on new underwriting talent. And we hired a bunch of teams, built MJs around them, put a system there, and thankfully all of them are writing premium today. So uh, again, COVID, it's unfortunate it's happened. It's hurt a lot of people. It just has not hurt our business uh, at K2. What do you think, you know, I know obviously one of the things that, you know, drew me to K2 and obviously when I talk to a lot of your guys' staff, your employees, is the culture. And I know, you know, like you just said, part of it's shaking hands, having a beer, getting to know people's families. Were you able to maintain that through the pandemic? Was that a challenge for you guys? Or did you guys have to try to get creative and pivot in different ways to, you know, maintain those relationships? We did. Uh, usually I'm on the road five days a week. Usually I'm sitting in one of our offices two or three times a week and then love seeing the employees, love seeing the customers. Couldn't do that. So we did pivot. Uh, even today we had a town hall with all employees. Historically, we never yeah. did that. You know, I would communicate to the employees with a pretty cheesy letter mid-year, maybe at the end of the year. And that was about it. And so the fact that we can get five, six hundred employees on the phone together is wonderful. Uh, we did a coffee with CEO series where I tried to spend five minutes with every employee. Kind of ran out of time. We did a lot yeah. of them, and, and we're going to reignite those now. And so, yeah, we got to spend time with a lot of people a different way. And customer-wise, yeah, we did a lot of Zoom calls. The first month or so, I didn't feel comfortable on the camera. The next month, I wore a suit. Now, you know, yeah. we wear hoodies. And so it's it's kind of become a common, common way of life yeah. for us. Um, I know a lot of the big brokers, the Carpenters, the Marsh, all those folks are, I'm sorry, AM, they had great years. They're, they're winning uh, RFPs remotely, and so it can be done, and uh, saving a lot of money on expenses. 
Martini was probably down $4 million, which was a huge yeah. number. Uh, and, and everybody's built these big numbers back in their budget. I don't think they need it. You know, I, I, I hopefully we're being pretty selective how we entertain and when we decide to get on a plane, if it's, if it's really not necessary, we shouldn't be right, doing for it. For sure. Well, again, I'm gonna kinda you know, pivot you because you made a comment about your 500 employees, which is super impressive, especially given the job markets today. And you know, one of the common themes as I've been talking to people is just struggling to find talent or you know, kind of for lack of a better word, how do you put some sex appeal on the insurance industry to get young people excited about you know, what's typically a gray-haired suit you know, type of business? What are you guys doing at K2 to try to kind of get some of those young, hungry entrepreneurs on board? Yeah, a couple of things. So number one, uh, in between our town halls, I just asked HR to send me a list of all, all new employees. You know, last year, the first six months, we hired 60 people. Uh, in the last four months, we've hired 50, 55 awesome. people. So between HR and all our managers, somebody's doing something yeah. right. Uh, from my higher standpoint, usually it's executives or people we want to get over. And, and again, we hired eight, eight, eight or so of those teams last year. We have two negotiations going on right now. We've got two or three M&A opportunities. So knock on wood, we've been very fortunate. Uh, our folks, I guess, our interests are aligned. They're happy. The culture is good. And we've had very little employee turnover. But I, I agree. I've got a lot of friends in the business. And hiring talent's very hard. And, and so we're trying to focus on that. As you know, during our town hall, we talked a lot about, hey, if you're upper mobility or here's all our postings or how do we give you more training? How do we give you a career path, not just a hourly job? And so I think real genuine concern for the employees and their development uh, seems to be working for us. I do know Aon and Disney did a study three years ago, two years ago. It said our industry would be short 400,000 jobs this time. I think COVID accelerated that. People who were near retirement said, forget it, I'm going to retire yeah. early. So my guess is it's 600,000 jobs light. So we're all fighting for fewer, you know, a pool of fewer candidates. Um, I think being honest, and I think people like success stories, and, and a lot of our managers have been extremely successful. Uh, I think caring about future career paths and, and really not just lip service, but doing it. Uh, and, and then again, you've seen a lot of young folks have been very successful at K2 or in my prior lives. But I think it's the investment in those people and, and letting them participate in many, many things early. Uh, you know, when I started, you know, a few of my bosses would take notes, give me the notes and say, you learn it this way rather than let me sit on yeah. the phone calls. And, and so I learned from that and we try to get people participating very early. And we have a lot of group calls. Uh, so everyone can learn at the same time, not regurgitate the story to it. What do you think when you hear InsureTech, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Falling stock prices. <laughs> I, 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 no offense to all these great people at InsureTechs, but there's no shortcut to successful, large basis of profitable premium. And, and what all those firms did for two years, everyone asked me these questions and I've been a naysayer, I've been a shorter of the stocks. Again, no offense, I, I don't like to see people get hurt. However, they grew quickly. There's one way to do that insurance, yeah. bad business, unprofitable business. K2 has a base of $1.4 billion. We have what everybody wants, 1.4 profitable business. Now we need to figure out how to innovate. We're not starting with the technology tool innovation trying to get to profitable premium. We have it. And all the efficiencies and innovations we do, we are probably the sole benefactor or our carriers are from a better profitable book. So. We've got a 10-year head start, but we've been doing yeah. it for 10 years. 
and so anyway, that's I'm a naysayer on it, but I'm sure there's great applications of it. I just haven't seen. So you know, this one's this one's another loaded question to put you on the spot because I know you love this. But let's say you yeah. were not in K2 and you could wake up tomorrow and decide I'm going to start any insurance product company carrier tech. You know, where what, what where do you see the biggest most lucrative opportunity? I am an entrepreneur. If I thought there was a better opportunity K two, I'd be there. Ah, bada boom, bada bang. I like it. So, so, so I I don't know what that could be. Um, We've looked at cyber. We're not in cyber. I think it's going to be very heavily dislocated. Uh, Probably needs two or three X. I think it's going to be compulsory. Everyone's going to have to buy it. So, a great spot. How do you figure? You got to figure out how to underwrite it. And until we know how to do that at a profit, we will not get in it. Uh, But, but we're looking. Uh, we're not an environmental. We're looking at environmental. Um, you know, we're in a lot of spaces with 25 different business units. So, really trying to do more of the same. How do we grow organically with our 25 units? Do we go roll up small competitors? Do we hire production underwriters? Do we try to get more efficient on the systems? And and all those strategies are being explored. You know, they're all different. Some are wholesale, retail. So, uh, but for what would I do? If I told you, you'd leave and you go do it. So I can't tell you. Yeah, you, you don't want to put them in that. In the, <laughs> You're young the, enough. You'll leave. I, I'm you know, stuck. Like, I'm not giving you that information. Come on. You crazy? <laughs> All right. Well, now this one I know you're going to be really good at because I can guarantee you mm. every time I'm with you, I have a great time. I have a ton of fun. And so one of the things I am trying to kind of show the industry is insurance actually really is fun. And a lot of these events that I go to, you know, you meet great people. They're loyal. They're genuine. You know, they like to have a good time. And so, you know, throwing it out there, what's the best reward or event you got to go to because of being in insurance? I have to be careful. <laughs> I have to be careful. I've been to the Super Bowls. I've been to Kentucky Derbies. I've, but one carrier, and I won't use their name, but uh, they have a two-day pro-am. It's a very special event. But really, you know, I, I, my life, you, one of your questions is, what's a typical day? If I'm not traveling, it's this, eight hours of yeah. this. Um, I, I don't do much Excel or PowerPoint. or It's conversing with people. Uh, if I'm traveling, I'm spending a day on a plane doing emails, maybe an afternoon meeting, a dinner, and then getting on a plane somewhere else the next day. Uh, however, you know, when we start K2, one of our fundamental rules, I'll say it the nice way, uh, I think it was the no a-holes, but really it's do business with people you like. And, and we try to stick to that from paper providers, reinsurers, brokers, wholesalers. And, and so it makes life easy. Uh, anytime we've deviated from that, yeah, it kind of led to yeah. some trouble. And, and, and so fortunately, it took 30 years to get the relationships and to have the luxury to choose who you do business with. But so fundamentally, I think that I think the other fundamental, you know, I, I think it's a model here at K2, but do the right thing and work hard every day. And I think if you do that, you're going to succeed. And and so try to do that. So I, I get to wake up and look at my calendar and see who I'm going to talk to. But I don't have any tough conversations. Yeah. Where can listeners find you guys? You know, what's the what's the 30 second, second elevator pitch? Why either people should come work for K2, start a new program with you guys, write business with you guys. What's, what's the special sauce? Special sauce. I think good people, number one. We have really good people who want to be here 
Uh, in 10 short years, we've grown to a top five, maybe number three, independently owned MGAs in America. This year, we went from 1.1 billion to 1.4 billion. Um, so I think just more of the same. We'll, we'll keep growing. Uh, fair. I, I always like to brag. I've never been sued, deposed, or in a courtroom. So it must be doing something right. And, and um, so I think we're just yeah. good people. And uh, that's about it. Really. <laughs> Fun to work. <laughs> more, of the, more of the same. More right. of the same. You know, I, I, do, I, I say this. We work hard, yeah. play hard. We work really hard, and then we like we actually like hanging out with each other. We like hanging yeah. up here together. No, for sure. Well, this is the last is one. So, you know, you're always out and about. You're always traveling. So when people run into you now that you're going to, you know, go viral on this podcast, are you more of a coffee, beer, martini, or a shot type of guy? Four times a day. <laughs> <laughs> if, if it's before seven, uh, usually it's right, coffee. Okay. Just before seven, huh? What after after afternoon i'd have a margarita all right margarita i like it all right next time i see you margarita's on me that is a wrap for the chatter this week if you like what you heard here today join us each week to stay up to date on the insurance trends best practices and emerging technologies that are disrupting the insurance industry